Hi again, listeners. This is uh, Alan, or some people might know him as Big Al, but that okay, but that doesn't really matter. Um, wanting to chat to you again, and and I've been wanting, so I do mention it quite from time to time. But uh, it's just so great that you know people are commenting now on on on, on some of these series, and it, it just helps me a lot, especially if there's questions that come in, because then I know that um, you guys are interested and you want to know what's going on. But it's great. I'm going to just keep talking and keep putting it out there and I just hope you're listening and and I hope it makes some type of change in your lives especially because our, the whole idea is to just make the public and everyone aware of birds and, and, and just get that love for birds back so this is this series that I'm actually putting out is basic well that's what it is basic because I want to keep it easy so we can actually get into and study some of these birds uh, but I really really appreciate it and you know especially if you've got any questions Put them out there, put them in the comments, and that'll make me actually want to talk about those different things as well, so I can include them in my talks. But um, on and on, on to this week's um, series or show. Um, I think it was around about series two, I think. I'm not going to go back and check it out, but I did mention endemic birds to um, Southern Africa. And... Um, what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to talk about endemic bird to South Africa. And I'm not going to include Lesotho and, and Swaziland, uh, because when we look at the bird guides, they normally give you um, Southern Africa, which includes Namibia and um, the surrounding um, places. So what I'm going to do, all I want to do is talk about those birds that can only be found in our borders, in the South African borders. And you know what? It's going to be. I'm so proud of them because you know these birds have been here. They enjoy our life here in South Africa, and they decide, listen, I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere else. And how cool is that? So, as we know, local is lacquer. And uh, as I said, if these little feathered friends of ours love it so much here, they want to stay. How cool is that? And uh, we can be so proud of them because you know there's nowhere you're going to ever, ever, ever find these birds anywhere in the world except here. And I'm just hoping that um, people who are listening outside of our borders um, will want to come and see these birds that can only be found here in South, South Africa. We can talk about some of the Southern African um, endemic birds as well, maybe a little bit later, or near endemic birds. Um, but for now, I'm just going to talk about these endemic birds to uh, South Africa and how we're so proud of them. Okay, to get started, um, as I said, not including Lesotho or Swaziland, we've got 19 birds. That's it, one nine are true endemics who are only restricted here to be, I mean, restricted to um, be an SA. Uh, we also have a breeding endemic, uh, which simply put is they, they migrate to South Africa and breed only here in the world. The only place they come to breed is, is here in South Africa. Once they finish nesting and done their bit of breeding, then they leave and they go back to where they came from, and that is the South African cliff swallow. But uh, in my next couple of podcasts, I'm going to spend a bit of time talking about these uh, 19 birds, and, and then I'll include the neandemics, and, but I'd like to also talk about this breeding endemic uh, that we do have here. Made an essay. <laughs> That's the way we can start this whole thing. So I'll tell you what, let's get stuck in. Um, what I am going to do is I'm going to start with four of them which are endangered and they are vulnerable. Three of them are listed as endangered and the other one's endangered 
people vulnerable becoming endangered that could be endangered by now. And, and these are the ones that we here in South Africa really, really need to look after because once we've lost these little fellows, these little guys and girls, oh man, then it's, you know, it's gone forever. And so the first one I want to talk about is the Feinbos button quail. Uh, it's also known as the uh, Hottentot button quail. Uh, we have six button quails uh, found in southern Africa, uh, but this little uh, bird will only be found in the Cape, um, down the eastern coast. They are uh, normally being found in the mountainous Feinbos area, you know, where that is uh, along the coast there. And um, so, and they, I mean, can you believe it? I, <laughs> first of all, they're endemic and they're only found in a certain range. So it makes it a bit easier to go and find. But if you go in that area, you there's no ways, if you really want to start bird watching and uh, you hear about these um, endangered species and they're only in the small little areas. It's well, well worth your time. Take the time, chill out, go around and keep looking for these birds because it's going to be so brilliant to actually find them. These um, little Feinbos um, button quails, they, they're basically very small. All quails are small. They run about 15 centimeters long. And, and um, do yourself a favor. And I've mentioned it quite often. You've got to get field guides, really, really good field guides out there. Um, I have mentioned quite a few of them in my previous uh, podcasts. Uh, go and have a look at the picture of these birds. If you don't have one, get on the web, uh, type in uh, Feinbos, um, this this button quail, and um, have a look and see what they look like. Uh, it's very difficult to actually explain some of these uh, birds, especially the, the brown ones. And you'll hear me talking about it a little later in one of the Later podcast, I'm going to talk about LBJs, little little brown jobs that people call LBJs, and for me, they they I love them actually sometimes more than I than, than I love the ones that people are more aware of and more common because these things are time and time again overlooked a lot, and they most of the time they all of them got most beautiful calls. So I am going to spend some time on these little brown birds, but um, these. Um, quails they have uh, well especially this one they like very straw like coloring and uh, they've got bright orange legs um, they normally make a little scraping um, under sort of some bush or dare I say fain boss uh, or even under grass tuft and they put a bit of grass in there on their little scrapings and then they normally lay about two to five eggs and um, as I said, they also be known as the Hottentot button quail, if you didn't know where to look. Um, so, the problem that we have with with a lot of these birds, uh, why they become endangered, especially these um, uh, birds and the ones I'm going to talk about now, is you know the clearing of the trees, the natural forests that we have, um, commercial afforestation, uh, taking away these beautiful forests we have and putting the other Afforestation in its place, and plus alien tree. You know, we've got uh, this alien tree invasion that also causes a problem for a lot of these things. But I'm not going to try and make a. Um, well, go on the go onto the garden and have a look at these. The next endemic endangered uh, bird that I'm going to talk about is is Bothers lock or Bothers lock. Um, most of the locks are, are normally very drab looking. Uh, brownish birds, but man, can they sing? They sound beautiful. 
most of them. And this one has like a, a sort of chiree chiree call. Chim chimney. I nearly went into song there. Uh, like chiree chiree. <laughs> just don't know how that's going to come across. But um, as I said, go and listen to them um, on one of your <laughs> on your birding guides. And um, they have, uh, it's a smallish compact little lock and it's got like a conical um, type of uh, orange beak. Um, it's these birds can also be found in one certain area, and that's around the Vol catchment area or somewhere in the Highland grass grassland areas. And as I said, if you go into these guides, the guides that we have are so fantastic because they actually mark out exactly where the areas are where these birds can be found. Um, but these ones specifically are they they love, they love being in the grass, but only the shorter grass. They stay away from the longer grass. And uh, you won't find them in any of the rocky areas, but mostly in the in the, in the short grass. And normally hop hop around. And um, the one thing that makes me look twice when I do look for them, if you do sort of look around the the area, they 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 tend to fly in circles, and then they drop vertically, poops, and then they um, they land. Uh, they're overlooked, uh, as I said before, because they like brown birds, and they also lay around about two to three eggs. The next um, endemic bird, uh, which is also endangered in, in South Africa, in fact, it's critically endangered, and it's also a lock, a little brown job, a beautiful little lock with wonderful call. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to try and imitate this one because it's really, really too difficult. But and I keep referring back to the bird guys. Uh, they have the calls. A lot of them have got the calls. Then if not, just get on the web, put their Rudd's Lock. I haven't mentioned what the, what the lock is named. It's called the Rudd's, Rudd's Lock, R-U-D-D. Yes, Rudd's Lock, Rudd Lock. Rudd's Lock is uh, found in the same area um, as the uh, the other lock. And um, you can normally spot them. They're normally in singular or pairs upright position hopping around and um, I tend to find them when they're calling they, they call when they're going around in circles only about 30 meters up in the you know in the sky they go around in circles and they and they call they're really really beautiful birds and um, when you as I said before they could be so easily overlooked but these things are found in the grassland also in shortish grass but it can be distinct, distinguished from most of the others by this like a median stripe that it's got its, uh, on its head. It's like a buff-colored median stripe. And uh, it's got a fairly shortish pink beak. And that is the Rudd's Lock. The uh, last of the endemics that I'm going to talk about, which is vulnerable and um, moving towards endangered, if it's not endangered already, and that's the Cape Parrot. Uh, we have quite a few different types of uh, parrots in Southern Africa. But this is the Cape Parrot. It looks a lot like... Um, the grey-headed parrot, uh, but you'll see that with this one, the female's got this um, like an orange patch um, on its forehead. So um, at the moment, there's only less than a thousand of these parrots left in South Africa. I mean, how how bad is that? And these numbers are actually continuing to drop. You know, there's low breeding happening, and they've been caught for trading. And so people catch these birds and they trade them for pets and send them overseas or they do something. It's just so sad. But they can generally be found in the Eastern Cape and the Amatola Forests and around Port St. John's and Tata area, but mostly um, 
around about those. You know, yellowwoods. They love being in yellowwoods. You must probably find they've they have a um, must. Most of the time in, in in a dead yellow wood or something, they've got um, cavitated holes, little cavities in these trees, as I said, mostly dead trees like like the yellow wood. And they feed a lot on the yellow wood. So where you see a lot of yellow woods, you might find this uh, beautiful green, beautiful cape parrot um, flying around there. They are, um, they're very raucous. And that's another one I'm definitely going to try and imitate. And they normally call before they fly, and then you, you'll you see them fly, and they're very swift when they fly, and, and um, they know exactly where they're going to go. They normally fly from forest to forest, and they've been known to fly as much as about 100 kilometers to uh, to go and look, f- you know, to forage for, for food. Uh, so they go from forest cluster to cluster, and as I said, up to 100 kilometers away sometime to get the food they normally monogamous and um, they, they'll stay together with their partner for the rest of their lives but if the partner does for any reason pass away or gets uh, well let's rather put it that way it, it will look for another partner and um, on average they lay around about four four eggs but normally only about one or two are actually hatched and, and fledged um, as I said they, they look a lot like the um, grey-headed uh, but they have this pink or orange foreground, the females. Uh, and they've got a very big, uh, robust beak. So, but <laughs> you must watch these birds when they caught the female. They have a beautiful way of displaying. Uh, but do me a favor, go and find one of these birds and um, go and have a look at the courtship little display that they have uh, for these beautiful, beautiful Cape, Cape parrots. So there we have um, four V endemic birds, and, and as I said, I wanted to only talk about these ones here. And um, as you heard me list them before, it's the button quail, or Feinbos um, button quail, uh, was the first one, and uh, told you where you can find these things. Uh, we have the two locks, that's the Porter's lock and, and Rudd's lock. Um, they also f- can be found in the sort of highlands there, Heilbronn, up that way area. And the catchment for the vol, and um, the Cape parrots, which will be in the Eastern Cape, and and of course, uh, as I said before, the Feinbos um, button quail can also be found in the Eastern Cape, but closer to Cape Town. Um, it's very very small little area where you can find these button quails, but uh, these are the four that I've actually spoken about right now. Um, we do have nineteen to speak about, but uh, I am going to take my time because I think it's really important for us to know and understand these endemic birds, especially if I'm talking to a lot of South Africans out there. It's nice for you to know exactly what birds are local and can only be found here. And I think it's really important, especially these endangered ones, that we can do something or get involved with different projects uh, that are happening to um, try and lift the amount of numbers of these birds again and take them out of the endangered um, Categories. Uh, if you want to um, uh, contact me, and I'll, and I'll put you forward to, or maybe I'll, maybe what I'll do the next time before I start, I'll actually list a couple of um, organisations that are involved with these things. So if you do want to get involved, it's so it's so brilliant to get involved. And you know, the most important people really are the public, and 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 it's, and it's up to us to sort of look and see what we can do about these birds. So I hope you enjoyed this little chat that I've had this week. And um, from here, 
down the coast where I stay at the moment in this beautiful Amdoni Forest uh, near Pennington by the Amdoni Golf Club. I uh, hope you enjoy this, and until next time, cheers from Big Hill.